Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kelly. And we're very excited to announce that we have been acquired (laughs) by none other than the Microsoft Corporation. Thanks, Microsoft. That is factual. It is not false. It is not fake. We are being completely serious. Yes. We were sold for a whopping $78.3 billion Tootsie Rolls. Um, Phil Spencer was really insistent that that is what we need to use. And we figure, you know what? Everybody loves Tootsie Rolls. We'll just resell them. So I'd estimate what's that worth? Like $140 billion? Yeah. $2 per, per Tootsie Roll? That's kind of steep for a Tootsie Roll, I think. But these are Phil Spencer Tootsie Rolls. That sounds like like poop, like poo-poo. <laughs> oh, I take it back. Uh, we have not been acquired by Microsoft. <laughs> I am gonna I'm gonna retract our acceptance because of this discussion. Yes, but um, which is good because now we can have independent thought. That's true, and a less corporate oversight. Yeah, but unfortunately, that is not the case for Activision Blizzard, who was just purchased by Microsoft for sixty eight. Point seven billion dollars. Doll hairs. That's a lot of money. I my brain can't conceptualize it, so I'm choosing not to. <laughs> um, the deal is expected to close next June, so June 2023, not this June, next June. And uh, this sort of boosts Microsoft way, way up. Um, past Nintendo, past Tencent, and is now sort of right underneath Sony, which is kind of funny because I feel like it's always been Sony, Microsoft, Sony, Microsoft, and now it really is. And who knows what's going to happen <laughs> Actually, next? Um, we do know that Bobby Kotick, CEO of Activision, is going to remain in his position until... The merger is complete, and then he will be uh, removed from the position. Uh, All parties have stated their intent to keep major multi-platform games on PlayStation, so I don't think you have to expect that Call of Duty is going to be pulled from the PlayStation Store because of this. And it was also announced alongside the news that Game Pass reached 25 million subscribers. So, Kelly. Yes. uh, I would say this is definitively the biggest news that has happened since we have started the show yes um i would say i caused this because last last week i made a comment about how i I basically summoned this into existence by implying that nfts would become bigger news than acquisitions and and microsoft heard that and said no 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 (laughs) They said, we're going to give you guys some news. And you know what? You won't even have to utter the words which you just uttered. <laughs> so This also was announced like an hour after our last episode came out. So I feel like there's probably some audience members that were like, wow, it's really weird that they didn't talk about that. And it's like, well, we recorded it the day before and then it came out at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard and then the news was announced at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard. So it's like yeah, it was it was very much we were we uh very slightly missed that one, which I think is a good thing cuz 
oh, there was a lot to unpack here. And I feel yeah. like that week of buffer really gave us time to think about this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We, what and are your, we were, what are your I, initial thoughts? Well, we were even talking about it last week, I feel, where it's like, oh, well, Disney owns everything. Or maybe this was two weeks ago. I can't remember. And yeah, we we're talking about the Zynga thing, where yes. uh, Rock or Take Two bought Zynga as the biggest video game acquisition ever, and then nope. <laughs> Microsoft was like, uh, uh, "How can I make this about me?" That's it was five times that because it was twelve billion for Zynga, and this is seventy, so it's literally five times more than the previous record holder. Yeah, no big deal. NBD. Like this isn't the top twenty biggest merger or like acquisitions of companies ever not video games companies this is not just big for video games you know this is big for the greater world yeah i mean i i i would uh i think maybe some antitrust laws would <laughs> maybe come into play but you know what it's totally fine we're just gonna have two mega corporations and then nintendo and then a burgeoning mega corporation in Tencent, and everything will be totally fine in the video game industry. Nothing bad is going to come of this. Um, all is well and good. It's really good when one company owns a lot of things. <laughs> the thing for me is like, there's a lot of ethical discussions completely outside of the video game realm because we usually talk about games as like, a medium thing like we like to play them and talk about them but this is like a lot of business talk that is way over my head would you say it's a little over your head or are you completely wrapped around it i have a complete and total robust understanding of the entire situation okay as good. an economist i oh. have an understanding that the layperson lacks um my read on this is that uh it is uh a lot of money <laughs> And that is my professional That's such a long buildup. <laughs> no, I, I, it's, it's a very over my head. And I, and I often feel that way about these big acquisitions, especially, I mean, this is like the biggest, but especially when it's like, uh, it'll be in effect in June 2023. I'm like, I can't even, it's January 2022. I like don't even know who I am right now. <laughs> How is Activision <laughs> Blizzard expected to know who they are in a year? You know? Well, that's the thing is like, again, from like the game perspective, like we're used to hearing about video game things like a year, year and a half in advance. But that's a that's individual video game releases. This is a year and a half before it takes effect. And then who knows what happens after that? You know, right. It's a year and a half before we even begin to see. It um, also. Sorry, I kind of spoke ahead. over you. I, I guess it also just feels like a really weird. Like, I'm sure Activision Blizzard is still making money, but it's like, it feels a little bit odd that the, we're hearing about this now. I mean, do you think maybe that this was in the works a few months ago and they decided to sort of keep it on the on the low low just because of all the lawsuits against Activision Blizzard? I'm assuming this has been in the works for a long time because, it's so again, I don't, I'm not a professional, but like this is... 70 billion dollars like this has to have been in the works for like i would assume a year or or more you know talks between like bobby Kotick and phil spencer 
or somebody even above Phil Spencer. And maybe like the situation complicated things. I read some reports and I don't, everything we said was super corroborated, very definitive. So there's no like speculation in the news we shared at the beginning. But I read some reports that stated that Bobby wanted to actually like look for higher bidders, but was very much uh, advised to just go with it because like this is basically an out. You know, that's another thing to talk about. Bobby is, Bobby Kotick is just getting off. Like, he's going to leave peacefully with an enormous, enormous sum of money. I don't want to know how much. Yeah. And he's still in charge right now. Yeah. Like, he gets to just chill for a year and six months or five months, whatever. And it's like, huh? Are you serious? He's not going to do anything positive because he has a, Probably like a billion dollars coming his way in a year and a half. Why wouldn't he just sit around and wait? He has no reason to look for like new creative ventures or fixing horrible conditions of his workers. So of course that's not. the one thing I think there's like a lot of good to come out of this. There's like a lot of positivity among Activision employees who are like excited by the prospect of Microsoft taking over management because Activision is very, very bad at management. <laughs> um that doesn't change the fact that the one of the greatest perpetrators of all the bad things that happened in the last year, or I should say came to light in the last year, is just going to leave without shame and a large sum of money. Yeah. Hopefully, like a lot of the perpetrators of the things that happened who were like under investigation and still working for Activision and stuff, they get canned the second this is done. And the work culture can be really improved for those who still work there. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's hard to sort of foresee because sometimes these big acquisitions, they sort of act like nothing happened and they're like, well, you're still going to have control and you're still going to have the same people where they were and it's just going to be us at the very, very top. So it's kind of hard to say, um, you know, the future of the actual development of the games. You know. The next, I feel like the next year and a half, nothing will actually happen internally. It'll just be kind of a way to get out. Yeah. No changes are going to happen until it's over. Right. But it, it sort of begs the question, what happens to Activision's like baby, which is Call of Duty? Um, is it going to like eventually become an exclusive? Is that a conversation they're even going to have? I mean, it's... It, I feel like Call of Duty is such a huge franchise. It would be really, really crazy if it became exclusive, which is why I almost don't see that happening. But You know, I've thought many hours about this since this news came out. And the big comparison that's very easy is Bethesda, the Bethesda acquisition. A lot of people were like, well, they're not going to take Bethesda games off of PlayStation. That would be crazy. That's that's free money for them, and that's what like the argument was. And then Starfield got officially announced as an Xbox PC exclusive. So there you go. Confirmation. They paid $8 billion for Bethesda so that they could put Bethesda games only on Microsoft. Um, this is definitely in a different in a different realm because of how much bigger this is. But I'm going to be honest, I I think 
they're probably going to, at least in some capacity, shift it to Xbox exclusive. I think, like, um, Warzone, like the free-to-play Battle Royale Call of Duty game, will probably remain multi-platform forever. But I bet the 2020, what would that be? Three, my guess, 2024, like once it's been a full year and some change of them being one company, I think it's going to, it's going to become an exclusive. Yeah. And I also think they're probably going to reduce how often it comes out because there's a lot of like fatigue in the Call of Duty fan base and stuff. And like they could create, they could, I feel like they could make it even more of a juggernaut release simply by taking a break. But yeah. it's something we won't know for a while. Yeah. I'm I'm sort of in the camp of like, I don't think that they will make it an exclusive just because as big as Bethesda is, Starfield isn't like a, a home like a home name. You know what I mean? It's like a, a household name. Call They're of Duty. Say home wrecker. <laughs> Not at all. Call of Duty is. And I feel like while I agree with you that I think it'll probably be released less frequently like it won't be a yearly release sort of thing i i kind of have a feeling that they might still try and push it on all platforms because it really makes them a lot of money and i just don't foresee them trying to cut off a revenue stream that big that big but who knows i mean i could be totally off base here i don't think people like i said i don't think like most people who aren't really in the video game space or like care that much. I don't, they're not like thinking about, Oh, Starfield, you know, Starfield coming out, but it's an exclusive. They're thinking about, but, but they know what call of duty is either because yeah. they know somebody that played it or maybe they played it or, or it's, you know, I'm not saying this or that it's, I'm not, you know, judging you if you play it. I'm just saying that most people probably know what that is. So that's the only reason that I would think, um, that I would think that, it's not going to be an exclusive, but yeah, I, I mean, there's totally some, wrong. There's some evidence that you're correct because they bought Minecraft and they kept that multi-platform and Minecraft is also a household name. So in that sense, it's possible. I think the only reason I'm thinking about it is I'm thinking like super long term because at this point, this, this acquisition is about next gen as in like PlayStation 6. And Xbox, Flubingerg. Oh, both of our guesses are equally likely. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this acquisition really, really will affect the next generation, which is kind of like annoying to think about because it feels like we just got to this generation and it hasn't even been properly supported. So talking about the next generation already isn't fun. But this feels like a long game move. It's seventy billion dollars. It's gonna take a while to recoup that. So, who's to? It's it's so far off too. Right. It's hard. It's to hard know. to know. Whoa, we said the same sentence. Trippy. <laughs> well, it is hard to know. It is. Uh, one really, really common thread that has been all over the place since this happened is. Does Sony have to respond to this? And I don't mean like a press statement. I mean like, do they have to do something of similar girth? 
Gravitas. Gravi- that's a much better word. It definitely is. I yes, feel like just, you should just edit girth out altogether. Well, now you've said it too, so it's too late. <laughs> I'll just edit it so it sounds like like I'll add, I'll add a pause after I'm about to say girth, and then I'll put you saying girth in as though it's your recommendation, and I'll be like, yes, oh. girth. And then we'll start right after this sentence because I'm not going to put this part in because then people would know what I did. Right, right. We wouldn't want people to know that. No. They can't anyway. know that we edit this this... No, we. This is live. <laughs> totally. We're constantly cuff. saying the same things. So whenever you hit play on whatever platform, we are in the studio recording. <laughs> anyway, do you think that this is another thing? Like, I feel like this is just a fun discussion topic because, like, it's so off the wall. Do you think Sony will respond in a similar fashion, like acquiring something big? Maybe, maybe. I think that. Um... Sony is sort of, I don't want to say at its downfall now, but I think Sony maybe peaked a few years ago and has sort of like been very comfortable in the castle. Yeah. And it feels to me like if they don't respond, this is one of those things that will sort of slowly creep up on them. I don't really know what they could do. They could buy Tencent, you know, or hear me out. Okay. (laughs) Are you going to say EA so they have Bioware? No, I think oh, that's a good question. I didn't even think about that. But EA is not as big as Activision Blizzard, no? No, I it's, mean... it's less than half the size. Nothing's yeah. as big as Activision, though. That's the thing. Is that's yeah. Unless they literally went and bought Nintendo, that's it's not. Right. There's no way to equate to what just happened. I think Sony could successfully buy Tencent just because I feel like Genshin Impact is the biggest property. And I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of PlayStation players for that game, so I feel like it it, it might be like a match made in heaven. Yeah, in I mean, I guess in hell. The, thi- <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> the the thing about the ten cent one to me, I imagine a metaphor where, uh, so it's a literal race. They're on the track. Sony's in first place. They're doing pretty well. They're pretty far ahead. Uh, ten cent Nintendo are like comfortably behind. Nintendo's like not on the track. Just to be clear, they don't care and they're going to be fine no matter what. But then um, 10 cents like getting close. And then uh, in fourth and fifth place, Microsoft and Activision are like, all right, let's team up and we will catch up and we will win together. And then oh, they're like, OK, let's do this. So they run ahead. They're now in second place. Sony's like, uh oh, somebody's actually catching up to me. And they're like, we're scared. So they decide, OK, we'll buy 10 cent. But it's not like Activision and Microsoft teaming up, it's like Sony turns around with a gun and shoots Tencent in the leg <laughs> to assure that Tencent cannot catch up and then keeps running as first place. Wow. Because I don't think ten- Tencent's not like this this like franchise-rich uh, company. Like, say what you will about Activision as like a culture and stuff, but like they have history in the video game industry. They are so heavily concreted as probably the most important publisher outside of the console manufacturers. Whereas Tencent is just like, what if we just used all our big money to buy everything? So it would be a lot different, but economically very similar. Yeah. I also wonder, like you brought up EA, while it's not as much money, it's not worth as much as... Activision and Blizzard, I feel like it is 
its counterpart almost in terms of like yeah. history and games and sort of what's happened with EA over the course of, I mean, I think EA has a worse reputation like like for its entire existence. Whereas Activision, its reputation has sort of gone down the tubes in the past few years. But I do wonder what that would look like. It would be very interesting because I feel like EA is really often showcased at Microsoft events and things of that nature. So I was sort of under the impression that there was already some sort of steak there, but I might be wrong. It might not be steak. It might be chicken or pork. (laughs) I liked that one. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I'm not really sure how Sony could realistically respond. I don't think there is a way. Okay. They could spend 40 billion to buy EA. I just looked up values. And then 10 billion to buy Ubisoft. Hmm. That's the only thing that I could think of that would be like, but they would have to do that together, like buy them at the same time for that to seem equivalent. Yeah. And then we've just got a big, we've got, we've just got a big, you know, that just adds to the monopolization problem. Yeah. It's just one big old pool, a big old swimming pool and the water's getting stinky and there's no way yeah. out. Cause it's all the same water. It's all the same pool. <laughs> and I mean, they could buy like other substantially smaller developers and I say that they're not small, just lots, a lot smaller than $70 because they could buy, like, Square Enix or Capcom or Sega, even. And, like, these are just ideas. Those specifically I don't want because I feel like those publishers are really good at putting a variety of things on different platforms. Like, not just multi-platform games, exclusive games on lots of platforms, you know? Kind of getting giving everybody a piece of their big pie. Give me the pie. Yeah, everybody gets a slice. Unless you own all the consoles and then you just get a whole pie. That's true. Or a PC. Or a PC. And then you get most of the pie. And just not the Switch pie. <laughs> <laughs> you have a Switch too. <laughs> you said that like you were like sad you can't uh, play Switch I, games. I forgot. I've yeah. actually been using my Switch to play Just Dance 2022. And let game me tell you, the shilling that Ubisoft does in that game is absurd. For what? For their for their just dance unlimited. It's crazy. Oh. It's like you'll do you'll dance to one song and then you'll immediately be like, "Do you want to try it? Free trial?" And I'm like, "No." And then the, uh, you dance to another <laughs> song and they'll be like, "Are you sure?" Because we can take you to where you can sign up. And I'm like, "No, I just want to dance." So you didn't just buy the game to play. Yeah, it's absurd. <sighs> Sorry, that was off topic, but No, it's fine. I think what it boils down to is I don't think Sony can respond. The thing is, is like the note was that based purely on revenue stream, um, Microsoft and Activision were fourth and fifth respectively, and now they are second. But there's like a lot of factors now that are involved. Like Sony makes bucks, tons of big bucks off Call of Duty. So if Microsoft pulled that away, yeah, they make a little less money, but Sony might end up making a lot less money. So it might be a long game move, you know? All of these factors really could change how much money Microsoft is making here and also reduce the amount Sony is making. Yeah. And it also proves that the console war is not as over as I think a lot of people thought. Like, I think a lot of people were like, oh, they have different, like chunks of the market carved out and that's it that's just all there is to it pc microsoft pc xbox 
and PlayStation. Those are two different markets. Now it's like, nope, they are fighting each other. Yep. And it seems like Sony was very much had its back turned when this punch was thrown. Yeah, for sure. And it's not like they're releasing a lot of games to combat the combat this at all. Right. Right. So you may have a little more insight than me in this regard, but um, there are like certain franchises that would that do benefit for this from this deal. Uh huh. Um, Crash, <laughs> Bandicoot, Bandicoot. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. That was me slapping my knee because it was so funny. I he- I heard it. I did. Okay. Okay. Um, Spyro. <gasps> Everybody, we all know and love him. He's a purple dragon. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do you pro- need to take a break? Because that was a that no. Was something. I got it. Okay. Uh, prototype. King's Quest. Geometry Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I put those last three in the sheet just because I was looking at the list of franchises they have and. Activision owns like so many franchises and the problem is most most of them are dormant because Bobby Kotick and of other upper <laughs> management members basically require a game to make a billion dollars to be warranted, you know, to be made and anything making less than a billion is a failure. So certain game franchises just like couldn't do that. I have a proposal for a franchise that I would like to see return. Yeah, what is it? Guitar Hero? Okay. It it was an Activision game. Yeah. I think Guitar Hero should come back, and I think this this could happen. Even though it's a relatively expensive game to make, because you got to make those stupid guitars. I'm just saying, everybody loves a little bit of nostalgia. Everybody loves pretending like they're playing guitar. Everybody they could lo- make like very cheap versions. Like those guitars probably cost nothing to make. If they made it super cheap, as like a nostalgia thing. I bet they could bring it back. Or, like, maybe make it VR. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. Or 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 they could have it so, like, if you own an old one, you can still use it. Even though most people's old ones probably are, you know, a little bit old. but Or in the garbage. Yeah. Go to a landfill. You'll find one. Or well, 20. Well, you could also look on eBay and pay $200 for one, so. Oh, my word. I have some in an attic. Maybe I should sell them on ebay or you could give them to me someone who still enjoys playing guitar hero minor for the playstation 3 do you have that yes you do yes oh it's rock band i don't have guitar hero ones oh my god my hopes were just crushed crushed. (laughs) it's not even funny oh i'm sorry should i not have laughed no no you can laugh it's fine oh okay it's pretty funny (laughs) <laughs> um, another thing related to these franchises, though, is this is a big win for Game Pass subscribers. I feel like we need to look at this because we I feel like we've been pretty critical, as we should be. But this isn't entirely anti-consumer. People who have Xbox platforms or PC and have Game Pass just got a lot more games to play included in their subscription. And I think that's really fantastic. For those people, me being one of them. Me too. And like, like certain games, like Call of Duty being on Game Pass day one, even if let's say it stays multi-platform, the fact that it is included in Game Pass on release day is gigantic. 
that cannot be understated. All the old Crash games coming to it? Yes. <gasps> Crash Team Racing? Well, yeah, for sure. Why wouldn't it? Well, it'd be the remake, probably. I wonder if they could release... That would be hysterical if they released the PlayStation 1 originals on Game Pass. <laughs> I think they should. I'll call them up. Okay. Activision probably has the rights to those ones. I mean, they remade them. I don't know why they wouldn't have the right to release the originals. Yeah. Um, And honestly, the big thing, you know, like the discussion of like antitrust and maybe this will get shot down... Again, I'm not an expert, but I don't think that's going to happen. No. I don't think that these these people would have said it so confidently and as such a definitive. Like, it's literally like Xbox's announcement was like, we're welcoming Activision to our family of developers. And it's like, okay, well, then you think it's for sure. Right. There are no ifs, ands, or buts the or buts about it. My thinking is, and it's a little bit different because it's movies, but if Disney can buy Marvel and... Fox. Fox. Then, I feel like Fox is a big one, yeah. Yeah, and then I, I think I'm pretty sure Microsoft will be okay. Yeah. It's just this is gonna be such a shake up over the next like five years. Things have been shooken. Yeah, I think Bethesda's acquisition felt like the biggest thing in the world for a while, but honestly the effects weren't that substantial, or at least they aren't yet. Right. I don't think X or Bethesda's workflow changed because of that. Whereas I think Activision's workflow will change. And Activision is the, you know, the biggest non-console manufacturer publisher. So, it's not nothing. <clears throat> it's not nothing. That's what my granny used to say. Well. She didn't granny, say that. Oh. She, I just said that. I'm just kidding. Lots of Call of Duty talk in that household. Yeah, you know my granny. She loved Call of Duty. I've never, I've never called either my grandmother's granny. This feels so wrong. This is a third person. This is another person. <laughs> this is just some lady that you met at Starbucks who was playing Call of Duty Mobile. She was like, hey, granny. On her Switch. <laughs> yeah, she was a granny, and she's like, she's like thirty, and you're like, hey, granny. <laughs> like, don't talk to me, weirdo. <laughs> and she said, no ifs, ands, or buts, or whatever you just said. She said, I, I like this character. Thank you. I, I said that. You said yeah. that. My granny. I was trying to remember that... what you said. Granny said. I don't remember what Granny said. My memory okay. doesn't last that long, so you guys are just going to have to bear with me. Just hit the back 15 seconds button a couple times and you tell us. Yes. Audience. So, uh, what did they say? What did what did Kelly say? Kelly said that... No, no, you're supposed to be quiet so that they could respond. Oh, oh, what did Kelly say? No, because you're going to edit in something weird. <laughs> you're going to edit in me saying girth or something. <laughs> I'm flipping you off right now. I, I'm not going to, but you did just say girth. I didn't have to edit it in because you said it. Uh, I don't remember that. I really think we need to get the word girth out of the mouth before we talk about the Stop. next story. The next. Why did you have to say it like that? Because <laughs> we're saying girth. I know, but you didn't have to. Say, you could have just said we need to remove it from our vocabulary. You what didn't did have say? to say we need to take it out of our mouth. <laughs> oh no i didn't mean to do that okay but you can i'm sorry that, that was a legit i'm not gonna because <laughs> this is a good you know we got a good flow also if i edit this is the key here if we're laughing you can't edit because it goes from like really neutral talk to coming back to us clearly mid laugh right well i've never laughed a day in my life so we don't have to worry about that with me okay well, i've I, never I'm felt joy i've never been mirthful but i have been girthful 
no, 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 no. The show is canceled. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Um. You good, Kelly? I'm good. Yeah, I'm really excited for February February eighteenth. February's teeth. You know why? Why are you excited for February 18th? Because that's when Netflix's Cuphead comes out. You know Cuphead, <gasps> my favorite game that I've definitely played. The Cuphead show. So what are your thoughts? I have thoughts, but I want to hear yours first. I think it looks fun. I mean, I don't really know. I feel like it looks the same as the game, like the animation and stuff, which is not bad. I I don't know. I don't have any strong thoughts or feelings. Um this is good for cuphead. I was just about to say cupheads, like, like a fan of something, but cuphead heads, you know, like that. You said cupheads before. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, like a, you know, like if you're a fan of the game, you're not called a cuphead head, you know. You're called a cuphead. Called a cuphead. Yeah, just this is this is one for the girl for the cupheads, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm You're you've played the game so you probably have a better idea of how this should look than I do. What did you think? I don't I don't like it. I mean it it might be it might be cute. And the animation style from actual Cuphead is like it uses like 1940s animation techniques, which means like enormous amounts of work and blood, sweat and tears. So computer animation obviously prevents that disgusting amount of work being needed. But at the same time, I'm like, well, what's the point if you're not doing that way? Which, I don't know. I, I'm not going to, I'm going to reserve judgment because I think I'll, I'll watch the show. It's very brief. It's eight 12 minute episodes. So it's like, all right, so it's just over an hour. Um, And I think this will be one we can review very easily. Uh, Does it come out the same day as Elden Ring? Or no, Horizon. Doesn't what other Elden game Ring... comes out? Let me look. Twenty eighth, right? Oh, twenty first. If I'm not mistaken, 20... let me double check. But I'm getting twenty fifth. So is this the same day as Horizon Zero Dawn or Horizon? Um, Horizon. Yes. Horizon Feb eighteenth. Yeah. Oh uh, well, I can't do both. Sorry, Cuphead. That's a lie. This is an hour long. I don't even know if I'm playing Horizon yet. You know what? I just realized. I don't. I really hope you tell me. This is a little bit off topic, but Elden Ring is releasing on February 25th. I will not be home. You're going to be out of state? Yeah. That's so sad. Oh, my God, dude. This is the worst day of my life. I thought you were going to say a really positive thing, which is what I just realized. Elden Ring is exactly as of day of release one month away. No, not positive. Negative. I mean, that's positive for most people. Not for me. Yeah. Do you want to hear something positive that's not related to Elden Ring? Yes. Will you be home on April 5th? I, yes. Okay. Well, I have good news. On that day, if you so desire, you can play Lego Star Wars The Skywalker (gasps) Saga. Oh, my God. It's like the same exact thing as Elden Ring, only better. Only better. Better, and now you get a good look at it in a new extensive six-minute preview that they released. 
Um, do you have thoughts? What are your thoughts on the game, Kelly? Let's. There's definitely some other news to talk about, but let's let's talk about this game as though that news doesn't exist first. <laughs> well, it looks like a Lego Star Wars game. Uh huh. <laughs> That's my general read <laughs> on the trailer. I have never played any of the Lego games. I think I played Lego <gasps> Harry Potter. What? what? I think I played Lego Harry Potter. Is this real life? Yeah. Am I co-hosting a podcast about video games with somebody who didn't grow up playing Lego Star Wars? I did not play Lego Star Wars. You know what? My first exposure to video games was when I was really, really young. I had a friend and her older brother. He wasn't that much older than us, but he seemed a lot older than us. He was the first one who he like bought a Wii and he like showed us and they had a GameCube and, you know, my whole world opened up with the GameCube, right? And he used to play Lego Star Wars because he really liked Star Wars and he liked Legos. And I remember just being like, this doesn't look fun to me because they're Legos. And you know what? That was kind of close-minded of Child Kelly. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be completely frank, I tried playing some of those old ones pretty recently and it uh, went very, very, very poorly. Yeah. But I think I played Lego Harry Potter. Okay. So you get... I mean, the games are all exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Like Lego Hot Harry Potter and Lego Star Wars are basically the same game, just set in a different movie universe. Yeah. When did the Lego Harry Potter games come out? 2006 is my guess. I, this one's interesting because like it looks way more like a full finished game with like lots of features than any Lego game ever has. There's like talking to NPCs and like, third person gun aiming and combos in combat so in that sense i am more interested in this game than i ever have been in a lego game besides like when i was like a young lad mm -hmm. but at the same time like i i don't know i don't like these games that much and i don't know if it's going to be that much better do you want to know when the first lego harry potter came came out yeah it was years yeah, one through yeah. four uh, 2010. That late? Yeah. So My I guess was, was really wrong. I was a lot older than I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... I'm excited for LEGO fans. It looks like a far more finished and like expansive game than ever before. It's crazy to me because the last time they did one of these was uh, episode 7. So it's just one movie, and now this game is nine movies. Yeah. Like how how'd they decide that? Yeah. Also, like what I don't want to turn this into a movie podcast. Do it. But in my humble opinion, episode eight. Love the movie. I know, I know, I'm crazy. Maybe people no, will I love disagree. It too. It's like one of my favorite Star Wars movies. I don't really know what the game is going to be. There's only so much that happens in that movie. And a lot of it is like this character's here for a while. These There's characters a lot of, like, are here. Interpersonal drama. For a little while. And then the end game, you know, it's like it doesn't really make for like the most exciting game to me. To me. Uh, okay, Kelly. Kelly, I need to put a thought into your mind, though. Okay, I'm ready. Star Wars Episode Eight. 
is when the Adam Driver buff memes started. Yes. And they're making a Lego version uh, of that game. That movie. You're Does right. Does that mean that there's going to be a... If there's a buff Lego Adam Driver that you can play as, like run around with no shirt as Adam Driver he's, playing. Yeah. And he's like... And he's like really, double width. Yeah. He's like a really <laughs> wide Lego. <laughs> um, Never mind. I'm in. I Actually, get it. maybe I'm not in. Because Why is that? I'm about to drop a big old stinking turd on this whole story. <laughs> um, so Polygon reported, and these there have been like a few different sources and reports of this, but um, to get this Star Wars game out, the studio that has developed it, TT, TT Games. Sorry, why is it called that? TT Games. It almost sounds worse when I say it slower. Um, <laughs> there's been a really, really, really severe crunch at the studio, um, at the at the developer to get these games out. So, <laughs> you know, you just can't have fun. You know, you just you can't have fun. You can't think good things. Bad things will happen, and they will keep happening. <laughs> it feels so much worse because it's a Lego Star Wars <laughs> game. I know who's like who's like. I need the game. I need the <laughs> game right now. Who's Where managing it? And they're like, I need you to work a hundred hours to make sure there's a lot of sheen on these bricks. I know. I don't get it. It's like I there have been games that have been in highly demand for like ten years and they don't crunch as much as Lego Star Wars. It feels very it was also revealed like this this story dropped right after this extensive gameplay preview which it's like it almost feels like polygon was like let's just hold on to this until we can like ruin their fun which is warranted the story needs to be dropped i'm not mad at them but also it was literally hours after they announced like they revealed this trailer and announced the release date they were like never mind don't be excited you shouldn't be excited because <laughs> horrible things are happening in the studio i know i know that's how it always goes though it's never, yeah, you can never be, like I said, can never be happy. I thought that's what Granny said. Granny said that to me, and I'm just passing on her words of wisdom. Oh, okay. You can know, she there's, be on? there's a game what? called Granny. Is there? It's a horror game. It's, it's, uh, I'll, you know, I'll let you and the viewers just discover it for yourselves. I'm going to Google it right now. I'm Googling it on the air so I can tell the. Tell the podcast listeners if they should look it up. Oh, I've seen this game. Now nah, you're good, listeners. Don't worry about it. You uh, can Google it and look at the images. I Don't think the listeners it. deserve the context. You can buy a plush. Oh, wow. Of Granny. You know, it has pretty good reviews, actually. I didn't know it was that popular. I thought it was a Granny, meme. She's kind of. She's kind of scary. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty spooky. Nah. All right, audience, you can look it up if you want. Granny's With looking caution. for you. It's spooky. So, Kelly, this is a podcast about video games. Oh. Oh. I thought it was a podcast about Granny. <laughs> about Granny, not featuring Granny. It's all about Granny. Yes. Um. This This week was obviously very steep in Activision acquisition 
news. Also, that's the first time I've said those two words back to back like that. They fit well. They fit nicely together. I really enjoy talking about the Activision acquisition. <laughs> yeah, it's very good Only alliteration. Because, yeah, those work great. But also this week, I spent a lot of time playing video games. I feel uh, that I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a little speed round here. All right, Ooh. Kelly. So I was on a a Game Pass kick this week. A lot of games came out for Game Pass recently. And I decided to play a bunch of them. I'm going to start with a bunch of impressions because there's only one game I actually finished. First game I played was just released. It's called Paparazzi. Uh, title kind of gives away what it is. It is you in first person taking photographs of small 3D modeled dogs. Some are big, some are small, some are medium. Some have big ears, some have small ears, some have big tails, some don't. I highly recommend that if you have Game Pass, get this. Uh, I don't think you'll play it for very long because it's not the most fun game in the world. Um, the mechanics are fine and the goals and objectives are okay. But you're pointing a camera at small dogs and big dogs and medium dogs and taking photographs of them. And honestly... That's kind of all you need to know. Aww. This Are you is looking... so cute. Yeah, it's very cute. <laughs> and like you can you can pet them and you have a really stretchy arm, so like your arm will just stretch out really far to pet them. And it made me laugh a lot. The game is funny. Um, it's very simplistic, but it gets the job done. A lot of the dogs have really cute quirks. There was a dog on a moped and I took a picture of it and it was perfect. It was that that's perfect, right? Can you think of something more perfect than a dog on a moped being photographed? Two dogs on a moped being photographed? It's very possible. Didn't see that because I didn't play enough to find it, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, but look into this game. Um, it's nothing incredible. It's nothing groundbreaking. But boy, if it ain't adorable. Another game I played was A Plague Tale Innocence, um, a game that Kelly is not very familiar with the title of. What did you? I just remember that in the 2022 preview, you couldn't remember what this game was called. So you were like, A Plague Tale, Tale of Innocence, Innocent Sin, Plague Tale, Innocent, Innocent Plague, plague Tale. And I don't blame you because this game is very forgettable. Ooh. Yeah, what? I I, uh, I just thought of it as the rat game. Yeah, that's this game. It's the rat game. I started it. Um. I didn't get very far. I did not like this game. It felt very bad to play. Um, it's it's extremely clunky. And it has... I've heard so many things about the graphics of this game and how impre impressive they are. And the environments are pretty nice. There's a lot of good lighting effects. And the character models are very realistic. But here's the catch. They are very poorly animated which I find far more unsettling and like unpleasant to look at than a bad character model with okay animation. Um, it might get better. Uh, the story seems to be what people love about this game. And I was moderately intrigued. Um, I was simply turned off by the fact that I had to walk very, very, very slowly while like holding a child's hand for a large chunk of the opening. 
And even if the game sped up after that, it, it just, that killed it for me. I couldn't enjoy it properly. So this is not one I'd recommend highly, but people seem to like it. So there might be something in it that you see that I could not. Um, and the sequel is also coming out this year. So clearly this game has something. It just wasn't for me. It was not for me. Another game I played, Spelunky 2. Uh, I'm not f super familiar with the first Spelunky. I know that it is very important for the roguelike genre and that it really paved the way for a lot of different games. And I know it's very hard, um, but I never played it. And then they announced a sequel. And between the time Spelunky 1 came out and Spelunky 2 came out, I have played several roguelikes, and some of them are my favorite games ever made. So I figured, oh, a sequel came out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop this one on. I've heard good things. Ooh, Kelly. It hurt. <laughs> it hurt bad. Um, the number of times I died within 60 seconds, right as I was trying to start the game, was incredible. I just kept dying the second the run started. Um, and I wasn't exactly getting frustrated because I wasn't really losing progress per se. But, you know, I wasn't pushing a boulder up a hill and then rolling back down. So I didn't have that frustration. But I was running directly into a brick wall over and over. <laughs> yes, I wasn't losing progress, but I also was not making a lick of it. Uh, it's very pretty, though. And the story seemed like a nice little background element. Um, I gave up on it because I became too frustrated. I had two deaths in a row where an enemy bumped me and you get flung back when you get hurt and you are not invincible afterwards. So they bumped me into a wall, which bumped me back into them, which bumped me back into the wall, <laughs> which bumped me back into them. Oh, no. And I lost all four of my hearts instantly. And I was like, okay. And then I played one more time and that exact thing happened in a different scenario. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to, I'm going to set this one down. Yeah. It's for some people. If you like hyper difficult roguelikes or just hyper difficult games, look into it. It's just not something I can highly recommend if you don't have enormous patience. Um, a game that you do not really need patience for is Deer Simulator. This is a very stupid game. I liked it quite a bit. Um, you're a deer. Uh, you can run on two legs with your arms out at your sides if you hold the sprint button. And you can punch buildings to blow them up. But then if you do that too much, the police will come and they'll get you. And the police are sheep. Oh, but some of them are polar bears. Uh, but some of them are big rabbits with big rocket launchers. And that that's all I can really say about the game. <laughs> it seems very <laughs> colorful. Just, yeah, it's kind of like a nonsense game. If you are familiar with like Goat Simulator of like a, a dumb game with stupid physics that's fun to look at, it's that. It's a very goofy game. It's one I didn't regret playing because I was laughing a lot, especially like the first time that the sheep came out and I was like, those are the cops. The cops are sheep. I was happy. 
and then they dropped their guns and I was like, oh, I could pick up the gun. And then it replaced my my uh, what you call antlers with guns. And then I saw another gun and I'm like, oh, it's an upgrade. And then I tried to pick it up and it fused with the other guns. So by the end, I had like 12 guns on my head. And then I lost to the first boss twice in a row. And I said, OK, I'm, I'm good. I'm done. I had my fun. I played for like an hour and I laughed a lot. And I do not want to get frustrated at Deer Simulator. <laughs> Getting close to the end of my list of games I played this week. Townscaper. I was seeing this game a lot on Twitter. A lot of people tweeting about this one. Pictures of nice little towns and stuff. There's an odd crossover between the game Wordle on Twitter and Townscaper. That's how I saw it for the first time, which I thought was very Wordle. strange. I love it. Wordle's a good well, time. Let me just say. Yeah. The Wordle this morning, January 24th, 2022. Oh, yeah, I did it. So hard. I got pretty lucky. I, I got, got it on my the fourth butt row. kicked, dude. Yeah. Are we supposed to? We should probably talk about that a, a, a minute. Let's talk about that between mine and yours. Because okay. I'm now realizing that is a video game in a sense. <laughs> But let's let's uh, no, I'm going to knock out these last couple things. Uh, Townscaper. It is a game where you build a small town on the water and there's very little restrictions on what you can do within the tool set. Um, but there's also very little guidance. It just drops you in and that's it. Doesn't tell you anything. I built some nice little towns. There's really no goals. So this is for a very specific kind of person. If you like a creative tool set to make a pretty little town quickly and easily, then it's for you. But if you need goals to be motivated to do these things, then it's not for you. Don't even look at it because there's really, aside from the achievements, which are just gotten for like doing cute little, like discovering certain kinds of structures, there's really nothing that interesting to do in it. Still a game I recommend getting to try though if you have game pass because again if it, it's free i played it for like 45 minutes and i was having a great time and then i played it for another like 15 to 30 minutes and then i was like wow i just i'm not wanting to go forward anymore but i also like looking at the creations of people who do have a good time so i think it's a really cool tool set and it's available on a lot of things for very cheap you can get on mobile even for five bucks so if you don't have game pass it's still worth looking into Last game that I played, not to completion, I got the Hitman Trilogy. This is the, the new trilogy that started in 2015 or 2016. And um, I'm most of the way through Hitman 1. I am enjoying it immensely. This is one that I'm going to return to for an actual review once I finish 1, 2, and 3. And... Uh, I'm pretty sure this is also going to change my game of the year opinion from last year. Not like the decision. I'm just saying it's really frustrating that I just keep playing games that would have been contenders last year if, mm -hmm. if I had played them last year. Yes. Um, but if Hitman 3 is even, if it's as good as Hitman 1 or better, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, but I'll come back to that one probably in a, a couple weeks once the Pokemon hype is down a little bit. Uh... One game I did finish. I started and finished this week because it came to Game Pass. Something I was really looking forward to, and we talked a lot about in the E3 episode, and that's Death's Door. This is a game where you play as a little raven with a sword, 
and you are a reaper. So you're going from the, the underworld, if you will, to reap the souls of those who it's their time to die. This is a game inspired by the old Legend of Zelda games. So there's a lot of, it's an isometric perspective, a lot of sword combat, exploration puzzles. It's pretty straightforward. At no point, I got lost for like five minutes once, but at no point did it became, become horribly confusing. I played it for eight hours and I finished the main story. Sadly, the post game kind of turned me off because it it's a lot less directly goal oriented. Like there's a lot of mini miniature goals, but there's like no easy way to track them or find out where to go for the next one. So I lost interest pretty quickly as soon as the main game ended. But I thought the main game was so exceptional that I really don't mind that I wanted to step away. So I just watched the secret ending on YouTube, the three minute ending. Uh, the combat was super, super satisfying. It took a little bit to get used to. So early on, I was dying in ways that made me very frustrated. But it was just because I didn't have a grip on the controls. And as I learned the controls, learned the enemy patterns, and upgraded my abilities, I started to really enjoy what I was doing. The bosses are really fun. They're exceptionally designed. They're cute. There's a frog king. Um, I'm not going to spoil exactly what it says, but every character has introduction text. So, like, if you fight the witch, it pops up and it says, like, the witch, and then a little bit of subtext. The Frog King has subtext that just covers the screen. Like, 25 sentences. I cracked up. So, that is a spoiler, I guess, but you'll be excited when you get there if you play this game anyway because of how funny it was. Um, the humor was light. There's very little story for most of the game, and I think that benefited it. Um, the majority of the story content is actually just learning about the bosses as you approach them. And I think that added a lot more motivation and made the settings really interesting. The visual style was fantastic. I could not get enough of this bird boy. He's so cute. You called he's, it, Kelly. He's very cute. When we were watching the trailer, like during the E3 episode, I just remember how excited you were at how cute he was. He's really cute. I love and a little guy. He was a good little guy and he like he doesn't speak but like he honestly developed like little quirks by the end that oh. I started to notice and just like his animations and stuff and it was so nice. The music there's some serious bangers in this one Ooh. and I don't use that word lightly. Ooh. There's some bangers. Bangers. Bangers only. Uh, if you're not going to play this game if you're definitively just going to listen to the opinions on this show and then not play it. Please go watch, listen to the soundtrack at least. Some of the late game songs really got me. There's some emotional tracks. There's some really intense tracks. I was very pleasantly surprised. This definitely feels like a top-notch Devolver game. I mean, it is a top-notch Devolver game. That's why it feels like that. Mm -hmm. They put their whole One of foot in. Th their whole foot? Yeah. You've never heard that expression? They're going to say heart. Oh, uh, yeah, that too. Yeah. But I think foot first. Right. Unless you're like. What was that visual gag? Um, It was me walking with my chest out. Okay. So my heart would go first and then my foot would follow right after. Okay. Thank unless you. Unless I fell on my face. Which is an option. That's totally possible. I did that a lot while playing this game. I died a lot. This game is not easy. 
Um, but the the respawn system is pretty generous. There were a few parts that became frustrating, but like bosses and major combat encounters all have respawns directly before them. So you don't have to like spend a minute walking back, which doesn't sound like a long time, but if you have to do it five or ten times, that becomes really frustrating. Um, this is one I really highly recommend. Probably of all the games I played this week, barring perhaps Hitman, this is definitely the one I recommend the most. It is worth playing start to finish. It is beautiful, well-written, well-constructed, well-designed. The combat was super fun, super satisfying. And I I just complained about this. It's one of my game of the year contenders from 2021 retroactively. Well. This, thus far, this might be the closest a game has come to making me consider dethroning Metroid, which I, I probably won't do because, like, out of principle. But, like, this game would have been very close. Wow. This game, at the very least, would have motivated me to make my list numbered for last year of, wow. like, just rank my games and make this a close second. That's nice. Yeah. What have you played this week? Oh, wait, Wordle. Oh, yeah. Well, I have been playing Wordle. <laughs> I thought I would never jump on the train, but here I am. I'm on it. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. It's not a word. That's I normally do. <laughs> eight letters. I normally don't really like, well, that's not true. I get very impatient with word search games because I'm an impatient person. So <laughs> I didn't think I would enjoy this, but I, I just, out of curiosity, I was like, what is this? Because I see it on my Twitter and I'm like, what is everybody doing? Um. So I started playing it. You have to guess a five-letter word. You have six guesses. Um, that's pretty much the gist of it. Uh, some days are a lot easier than others. Like a few days ago, it was robot. And I feel like that was not too difficult. But today, it was Knoll. K-N-O-L-L. What? That's not a word that people actually use. What? The grassy knoll? Anyway. Um, it's fun though. And I mean, it is very like, I don't like post my results or anything. Cause I don't, I don't know. I just yeah, don't me either, but it's fun. It, I feel like united with everybody, you know, I feel a yeah. sense of connection and community in our search for the word, for the word all <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, this is a game that I feel needs to be like a mobile game and a social game and a once a day game. And those are three things that I think very few games truly warrant because when I first started playing it, like sometime two weeks ago, I was like, Oh, this is really satisfying. I'm going to go into the archive and play some old ones. And I'd play like two or three in a sitting and I'd start getting like really frustrated because this game is not good played in like large spurts. Like if you put this game on like a game console as intended to play like here's a hundred levels play start to finish that would be awful this is a thing that you have to do once a day tops yeah this is one of my uh, this is a mobile game i think it's worth playing it's also free and it's not an actual like download you just go to the website right that's what i like about it it's very low commitment but if you and miss if a day you start feeling crazy you feel like a crazy person you're like i missed the wordle today and now i'm gonna scream yeah, you got to set daily reminders on your phone like it's a medication. It's actually like my brain is crazy. I wake up and the first thing I'm, I'm like, uh, I got to do my Wordle. <laughs> and it's like seven in the morning and my brain is not even working. And I'm like, what's a five letter word? 
Uh, <laughs> and I like can't even think of a five letter word because I just have awoken. I do mine right at midnight. Oh wow. It's like a fun before bed You're, thing. Like, fresh on the wordle train. Yeah. Do, uh, have you played anything but wordle this week? If the answer was no, I'd be a little concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have. Um I downloaded Crusader Kings three because I am now a proud game pa you know. I'm past the free trial, and I'm still game passing on my PC. <gasps> That's so, so I didn't know that. I didn't know you were past the trial. I am, yes. So I downloaded uh, Crusader Kings 3 because I felt like it looked like something fun, something a little bit different from me. It is a historical simulation strategy role-playing game. Um, so basically what you do is you play as a ruler of a certain part of the world, in the era of like 900, or I think it's like 860 AD to like 10 something AD. And you make choices and you marry and you have kids and you marry your kids off and you basically create a dynasty. Um, and you, you know, depending on how you play the game, you can conquer, you can... Just marry everybody. Well, have everybody marry everybody. So somehow you just have a piece of pie in every single kingdom. Um, it's very fun. There are like fun little role playing elements of like random events will pop up where you are like at a feast or you're at a hunt or you're like romancing the person that you're betrothed to or you're seducing somebody who you're not betrothed to. <laughs> Um, so it was very fun. I, I'm not usually like a historical strategy kind of person because I, like I said, I'm not a super patient person and sometimes I feel like those games require a lot of patience, but I, w I really enjoyed it. My favorite feature is, um, you can kind of create your own ruler. So they have like historical rulers. Um, but you can go into the game and you can be like, okay, I want to live in Barcelona or Barcelona. <laughs> Um, but I don't want to be the Duke. I want to be a Duchess. And then you can just sort of create your own ruler. Um, or I, I actually bought the expansion. There's a Northern Lords expansion. It was $6. I bought it. So there's lots of like, you know, up like Norsemen and, and um, you get, I got to be the Jarl, uh, which oh. was pretty cool. I started out as a chiefess, um, and then I became a Jarl. <clears throat> and then my son completely ruined the entire... Uh, Jarlhood, Jarldom, but whatever, it's fine. I'm not <laughs> mad at him, it's fine. But it's it's interesting because there is like um an element of like chance with everything, like certain traits that your character can pass on to their kids. Like my chiefess was albino, and her she had an albino child. Or you know you can not to be weird or gross or anything, but there you can do like inbreeding and. You know, there's a there's a chance for for bad traits, but there's also interesting. You, you know, you could you could pass on the good traits in your family. So it's very much like you kind of have to remove yourself from your morals and ethics and uh, <laughs> Sim simulate. Right. But I had a lot of fun. I sunk a lot of hours into it. Actually, I'm gonna pull it up now. See if I can see how many hours I've played. Uh, because I just bought this right, and it was uh, oh 13 hours. Jeez. So I've played 13 okay. hours and 30 minutes of this game, and I bought it on last, I don't know. It was two. It was right after we dropped the new yes, episode, right? Yes, it was. So less than a week. Yes. So you can say that I've been having a good time. 
<laughs> I would say <laughs> that for sure. I haven't played it in a few days, but I don't want to burn myself out, so I'm trying to like pace pace myself. So you're going to continue with this one, right? Yeah, it, there's not really an end point. I guess it's different things for different people. Like some people will like conquer the whole map, basically the whole world, and and call that a yeah. End but point. that's just I don't I don't you know it's weird. It's called Crusader Kings, but I don't really love the conquering part of the game. The crusading. Yeah, it's not my favorite because I feel like a lot of it is chance based. Like even if you have way more soldiers or levies in your armor, I mean in your <laughs> in your armor in your <laughs> army armory <laughs> armory army in your army okay um there's st- you can still get your butt whooped and the game will be like the game will be like oh their military is vastly inferior to yours you should wage war on them so i'm like okay well i want to have the whole island and then i wage war and i get my butt kicked and then the and then the guy <laughs> who's running the place the chief the chief hates me okay master chief he hates me and then i try and marry my daughter off to his son and he's like no i hate you you're not marrying into my family you crazy witch and it's like okay i did my best i mean it is a simulation game you can simulate however you want right yeah and and i kind of like to play it as in like a role-playing aspect so like i would try and make that choice but the ruler that i'm playing might not make that choice you know yeah so but Would I'm, you? So you played a lot of it, and you don't consider there to be any true end goal. Mm-hmm. So technicality here. Would you call this a review or an impressions? You could call it a review. Okay. Uh, I guess that's a dumb question because I'm realizing now that the audience can look at the thumbnail, and they they did when they started the episode and saw the word re- review. So this is not a surprise to them. Yes, but it is a surprise to me. Yeah. How much you like it? Yes, I never. I've never played a game like it before, but I enjoy it. And I, I just, there's a lot to t- just to still tap into. And I feel like the developers have done it like an amazing job. Just like in like literally every place you can play in and you can start in. It's crazy. Oh, you could, that's really cool. Like Egypt. The, the Ireland. <laughs> I'm trying to think like, of places. I've, Egypt's the only place you can start. I know. Well, I've been trying to think of places that I've played in. Egypt. Ireland, Iceland, France, 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 France is really tough because it's, there's a lot of drama going on in France at the time, but (laughs) France, yes, Spain, it's not Spain yet, but you can play in Spain, you can make it, you can make it Spain, you can make it rain in Spain, baby, on the plains. (laughs) Um, Oh my goodness. But yeah, it's, it's really quite amazing and I know they're releasing a new expansion soon for England but I might be wrong okay and you can buy the cheap DLC even though you have the game pass version then yes so I have the game pass version and I could buy the six dollar northern lords which was just sort of a map expansion and then some clothing items for your characters and a few more events Events That's are really like cool. little pop-ups that are like, oh, are you going to take your son horseback riding? Or, oh, there's, oh, somebody in your court is a, has a disease and now they're spreading it to you. Oh, no. The plague has arrived. Knock, knock, <gasps> knock. Time for the bubonic plague. Um, 
All right. You don't get to whack your that's, microphone. That's how I feel about the plague. <laughs> not good, folks. Not good. I do not endorse the plague. This one or that one? This one that we're in right now or that one that they were in back then. Uh, that's no good, folks. I'm going to give that a big thumbs down, all right? Are you fully invested in this Game Pass ecosystem now? I am. I really am. I feel like for me, all it took was one game that I played like start to finish. And I was like, I loved that game. And I was like, oh, whoa, I didn't pay for that. I know. I just hit download on a subscription I already have. I know. It's crazy because it's like, I just, my brain, it's like, I, you're right. It's like, I, I can't even conceptualize like, oh, I can just download this game and play it. It took a while to be like. Obviously, when I got my Xbox, I like hit download on a billion games and stuff, but it was almost like they weren't really there until I started actually finishing games. And I was like, oh, my God, right. like this this episode, I talked about like seven games. I wouldn't pay for all those games. That'd be that'd be crazy. It'd be expensive. And like I can't and especially for games I'm not willing to finish. Right. You know, that's the thing about Game Pass is you're will, you're able to try things without the guilt of paying for them with not finishing them. Right. Like if I paid for freaking Plague Tale, Innocent Lost Sin. Innocence. Is that, was that Innocence and Innocent combined? Yes. Okay. If I paid for that, I would have been very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. All the others are fine. But like if I paid full price for Plague Tale Innocence when it came out and I played like, ah, I don't know. Anyway. So Kelly. This episode's coming to a close. Yes. Guess what? What? Do you know what next week means? Pokemon. Oh, my God. Kelly, I'm getting too excited. I'm not excited at all. You're not? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. That was very convincing then. I thought for legitimately you were like, I lost interest. Oh, no, no. I was goofing. Pokemon Legends Arceus comes Arceus Arceus Arceus, Arceus. comes out Arceus there I'll change it up even more comes out this Friday we'll be playing it right Kelly we will be we will we'll be, be talking about it we will be talking we will be discussing I actually don't have anything well that's not true I I'll have an I'll, I'll I'll have a good impression of the game by the time we talk about it Okay, good, because I expect the best. I expect you to have finished it. Well, <laughs> let's be a little I, bit more forgiving. Let's give Kelly some grace here. Yeah. No, I do not think that anybody will have finished it. Any standard living person will have finished it in those two days. Um, I've, I've gotten more excited. We've seen a couple more, like, previews and stuff. And specifically, the Japanese media got it, finally. And they usually get things like really early. So I'm surprised it's just now that they're starting to get it. But like Famitsu called it really good. They said it was surprisingly difficult. They said it was n like no other Pokemon game before it, which isn't inherently a compliment. <laughs> because if you made like a Mario Kart clone with Pokemon, that's technically it's like no other Pokemon before it. But that doesn't mean it's good. Right. But I'm hopeful. I am very hopeful right now. I'm feeling hype. I'm excited to talk about it with you and share our excited impressions or disappointed impressions, hopefully not, but it's always a possibility. I'm ready. I think that'll be one of our biggest episodes of 
I was about to say the year and then I realized it's January and I really hope that January isn't the biggest episode of the year because yeah. we have a lot of months left. Yeah. It's just one of the it's a big game release. It's really it could be a huge deal. Yes. So I'm excited for that. Thank you, everybody, for listening this week. I hope that you live through the next week without being acquired by Microsoft because none of us are safe. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Bye.